I'm Adam Pendlebury. I'm Barry Worthington. And I'm Charlie Keegan. And this is the Progress with Unity podcast. What a fantastic result yesterday. Millwall won. Colo Toure's Wigan Athletic won. Now, I'll be honest with you. I've laughed at other clubs when they said like, well, I've laughed at Derby County when they said Wayne Rooney's Derby County or Frank Lampard's Derby County. Steven, Steven Gerrard's Rangers. That was Steven. another one. But now we're getting it. I mean, it's his first game and it's uh, Colo Toure's Wigan Athletic. So that's the first thing I think we need to talk about. Are, are we really in the modern era now that we're somebody's Wigan Athletic? Oh no, we're big. We're bigger than any bigger than any player, aren't we? Or manager? We're well established in world football, very well known in in all corners of the globe. So it's just Wigan Athletic managed by Colo Torre. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not really surprised me that we've been branded Colo Torre's Wigan Athletic already. They always seem to do it when it's a high profile Premier League player. He goes and steps into management. It always seems to get attached. So usually, Sky. It's usually someone like Sky Sports or Sky Clichés, as they call them. Love it. Love a cliche, don't they? The... <laughs> it's the headline on on, uh, on the match report on uh, the BBC. So the BBC have picked yeah. up on it as, as well. Colo Torres, yeah. Wigan Athletic, even though he's only been in charge for one week. That's how they started off. Right. Well, he's been in charge for one week, and has he made a difference? Can I run through the stats before we begin? Because I do believe was we have changed I mean there was a lot of fans yesterday morning when the team was announced and it made me chuckle but I think we were quite different yesterday anyway possession with 58% which is quite good for us unusual and especially away from home with seven attempts with three on target to Millwall's 12 with six three corners to Millwall's four Millwall, Nasty Millwall committed 18 fouls to our 12 Millwall picked up one yellow card we picked up two Dariqua and Curtis Tilt, and there were 12,698 on with approximately 400 from travelling down from, from Wigan. Does those stats scream anything out to anybody apart from me? I think it shows that we defended quite well, we kept the ball quite well. I think we were a lot, looked a lot more solid than we, we have done before. But that 18 fouls from Millwall, I was looking at before, that's the most that any team so far has fouled us this season. I wasn't really expecting much different going to going to the Den. They seem to love hosting teams there and, and battering them. So, But no, I think we played really well. I think um, we looked a lot more, we looked stronger defensively and then pushing forward. I think Nathan Broadhead was dribbling into the box quite well. Keane was taking his chances. It was a good performance for the first, for the first one against Torrey. And you, you can't expect... Rome to build in a day. I think those stats would be interesting to see over a period of time what those stats are because I think I think Millwall are a more direct side anyway, aren't they? So one thing that I did notice that a word that he mentioned a couple of times on his post-match interview was uh, bravery on the ball. You know, bravery is not always about jumping into a tackle, is it? Or you know, not shirking a tackle. It's actually being comfortable on the ball and. If you make a mistake, you make a mistake. I think that's that's kind of fortunately yesterday. I mean, Tilt did one of his runs, didn't he? Uh, and then uh, lost the ball. He was completely out of position. But I think that's the type of thing that he's he's alluding to. Uh, the my, my view would be that similar to Charlie's, that I, I just think we're kind of 
I think we're, we're playing players are playing in positions where they're more comfortable, and I think that's that that's showing. And and I did say the other day I thought we'd we we would go with the four three three. For me, Langy was superb yesterday, and I think that that, that left back should have been sent off because he, he he must have committed about ten fouls. I like to can't add up add up to two yellows. I don't know. If, He's straight at him. That's the thing. We've only ever won three games with him in charge, and it's not that's not changed. You mentioned Torres post match there, and he mentioned Curtis Tilt by name, didn't he? Saying that Curtis brought the ball out really well. He was very brave on the ball, and he wants his centre backs to bring the ball out. Yeah, I mean it's fantastic. When you sat in the stands, though, it's not always not always thinking about bravery, eh? I went to bringing the ball out, but could have taken the lead in the first minute. Well, it's thirty seconds around the clock, and. It was a really well-worked effort, that. And, and that was quick passing from the back, which is something that we've not seen a lot. We've seen the the, the big boot up the field and we've seen the, the passing across the back. But bringing the ball out with, with pinging the, the passes, I thought that was really refreshing, especially early doors. And it lo- definitely looks like something we've been working on. We've had, what, 10 days have we we've been able to work with the players. So I think he wants a style of play. I don't, I don't think it's we're going to be just starting from scratch, are we? Because I think we all said that we weren't that we weren't that bad, were we, under Richardson, really? So I don't think we're just going to rip it all up and start again. And I think the team selection certainly indicated that, didn't they? There were no major changes or major surprises uh, in, in the team. I didn't see the Blackpool game, but I think everybody said Bennett had his best game. I'm sure Tory had a look at the footage from previous games, and he did look okay again yesterday for me. I mean, I thought I thought about eight weeks ago he was finished. I thought his his injury was playing on his mind, and he just he just couldn't get going. But he, he played a lot better yesterday. I think I think quite quite a solid performance, really. Yeah, it might be the uh, the formation that suits him a little better, or are we are we being asked to play? Was you know it's a slightly different. I, I thought it was slightly different yesterday. I'm not saying it were better. I'm not, not. I won't. I would never not Liam Richardson. But I thought it for me. It was. It was definitely different in our approach to that game yesterday when we were playing. I just want to mention before we get it. You know, start looking at the goals and that. Zian Fleming, Millwall. What a find they've got there. He is some player that lad. Absolutely superb. Very impressed with him yesterday, and I can see why they're just hovering around the playoffs. And I think it's it's down to him more than anything else. He, he absolutely the class player. When we had Reese James, we were hovering around the uh, relegation zone. <laughs> And, and Nick Powell as well at the same time. So, mm. uh, but yeah, I mean, I think I think it's very tight. Though. I think was it on the previous podcast that Charlie mentioned about like you know there isn't there isn't a massive gap, is there really between sort of the the, the bottom three and 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 that sort of those spaces around six, seven, eight, nine. You know those those positions really. So I think um, they're a solid side. Rowick plays a certain way, doesn't he? Uh, and and like you said, but that bit of class, you know, he was the best, probably the best player on the pitch. I would say yesterday, including our own players, which I don't like to say, but you've got to respect opposition players, haven't you? When you know, like I think earlier on in the season when we said that uh, Teller uh, for Burnley, you know, he just he was just way ahead of our our team, wasn't he? You know, so I think sometimes you give credit where it's due. Yeah, I think so. But I think even when we spoke about in the last podcast about how when you look at players that Millwall have got and players that Wigan have got, you can you can see that areas where we can almost match them. 
like you've got Zian Fleming, who's now got nine goals this season. You've now got Will Keane, who's got eight goals, two assists. And yeah, we're at the bottom of the table, but Will still uh, scoring and getting assists. Then you had Bennett on the left midfield. You can almost compare him to like a Callum Lang or a James McLean because he was causing problems for Dariqua all afternoon. It was it was hard for Dariqua to, to go up against him. But then you look at like Wallace, who got booked for Millwall. He was up against Callum Lang all afternoon. Lang, was causing problems all day. So we're, we're not a million miles off. But one thing I found throughout the game is that we're still got them little bad habits of like when tilt was running forward i was screaming at the telly just pass it just get, get rid of the ball stop you're gonna lose it and then he lost it there was a few instances where the ball goes to dorico and he just hoofs it forward and then immediately we're on the back foot on millwall are attacking so if we can just tidy those little bits up we're not a million miles off from being able to take any game to any team what i noticed yesterday and i'm not saying he had a bad game but max power seemed to play a slightly different role for me i don't think He's, he was always kind of the energy, you know, the, all over the place, the running. And, and he always seemed to be the one who was on the ball. I'd be interested to see, like, in terms of his, how often he was on the ball yesterday in comparison to, you know, in comparison to previous games. I don't know if he had a slightly different role, but he, he didn't seem to be on the ball as much as he, as he normally is. I don't know if you thought the same. I had a look just before we came on the podcast and Power actually got his... So I go off sofa score for a lot of the ratings just to see touches and passes and how everybody's done. And that was Power's lowest rated game so far. He got 6.2. He had 69 touches and lost possession 22 times. And he did look a little bit off it yesterday and there was a few misplaced passes that just went out into the into the touchline. So I don't know what difference has made. I don't know if it was just an off day for him, but no, I noticed that it wasn't wasn't great for him yesterday. Right. I don't like slating plays, but we'll talk about the goals and uh, we'll come we'll come to Millwall goal and I have a theory on that. But our goal, what a move. I mean you just had a go at Dariq with her, but I mean he was integral to that goal, weren't he? He really was. And so was Broadhead as well. Broadhead darting into the box and managed to keep the ball, got it to Keane and it was a bit of a lucky deflection that got it back to Keane, but it was the he didn't really waste any time and having another shot didn't didn't really look up he just hit it again towards the goal he knew the keeper had dived so left footed as well left yeah left footed cash your mind back to the chance we talked about earlier on after 30 seconds where Long Long made a really good good save off that one this time he was he was completely wrong footed weren't he because of of the ball it hit hit a Millwall defender ended up going to his right hand side where it hit Langate and bounced straight straight back into Keane's into his path and he didn't even think about it did he He just did it left footed uh, stroked it into the bottom of, of, of the goal I'd say we're just probably edging it at that point I know Bradshaw had that chance just before it but I still felt more confident in us going forward and the way we were playing that we would score and and, and we did so one nil up and can we get athletic can Colo two raise we're going to have keep hold of that lead until half time that was the big question and the answer was unfortunately not again. Dariqua played a, a strange pass inside. Max Power, rather than chest the ball down and play it on the floor, he tried to edit, edit it to a Millwall player. They broke. Fleming ran past Power, he never tracked him. And now they did Tom Naylor, which I, I didn't I, I couldn't believe they both left him. And if you look at the reactions once that goal goes in, both Naylor and Power, Power's got his head in his hands and Naylor's straight on the floor. I think they realised though that to stop that goal. You stop. You either track him or you block him off, and they did neither. To not put blame on one person, because as a defensive effort, it was it was a bit poor from quite a few different players. But even the ball that went out 
um, to the right. And I can't remember the, the player that put it in originally to Bradshaw, but James McLean didn't track him down. He let, he let him run five or 10 yards. And then the ball was swung into Bradshaw, he chested it down. And a bit like Keane hit the ball without really thinking, Fleming also hit the ball without thinking that much. Just dropped to his feet and he hits it. And that just shows his quality. But if we did, it comes from, if we didn't track the ball down on the right-hand side to then power and nail are not getting tight enough and it just it just didn't work for us yeah I think it was a like as a sort of a, a team a, a team goal against us wasn't it really you know we're kind of saying well, it was a great build-up for our goal it was kind of not major errors but things could that could have been done differently um in that move really and like you said it is very unusual that you know, nail or a power that I haven't tracked, but it just it's just happened sometimes, doesn't it? Really, and then you've got to give top marks for the finish. I mean, very, very good, very good finish for me. I don't think Jones could have got to it. The, no. the, probably some of some of the world's best keepers, maybe. But you know, he, he is essentially Wigan's number two in the championship. So if he's saving ones like that, I mean, he made a couple of good saves again, didn't he, Jamie? Uh, and obviously. Kylo likes him because he was first choice yesterday on merit because Ben Amos was on the bench, wasn't he? It was a good goal by Fleming. I mean, was, you can't take that away. The way he, he didn't have time to adjust his feet or anything, did he? It just dropped us his foot on uh-huh. it and the technique was superb. But I'm not knocking power and nail here because in 90 minutes, you, you're going to you're gonna have a couple of cock-ups. And I think they were the perfect purring yesterday for, for to combat Millwall's physicality. And I'm, I'm sure that's why they were picked. I mean, I saw a few eyebrows raised with cousins on the bench, but Naylor and Powell working together have been superb for 18 months now. So you know, it was it was made for that. So I thought I thought they did really well, apart from from that from that goal. But uh, yeah, so what a piece of half time going in, and and it was still there, weren't it? It was still there to be won by either side. Now on last week's pod, I, I hate to mention this, Adam, but in the predictions, we both said one apiece, didn't we? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> we both said yeah, one, yeah. one apiece. I, I didn't put a yeah. bet on. Did you put a bet on? Just just a just a couple of pounds. Yeah, I think I think we said we'd be very happy with that with coming out of there with a point, didn't we? Irrespective of what we thought we might get. Or you know, but I think I think we agree, all of us agreed that a point would be a really good result, a good start. I remember Steve Bruce. I think you know, you obviously took the club, you know, from relegation certainties to pretty much safe with three games to go. And uh, his first game started with a one-one. I don't know if you remember that was the uh, terrible error from uh, Titus Bramble. <laughs> about about Steve Bruce was thinking after one minute, oh, what job have I taken here? <laughs> So starting with a one-one draw, you know, I think he's a good solid start, and it's I think it's worked out well with the gap, hasn't it, to the next game because he's got more time to work work with the players. What do you think of, of the team selection yesterday? Do you think we we all said that there wasn't going to be any surprises? We didn't think there would be, and there wasn't. But it was it set up slightly different, like Adam alluded to, Charlie, about the four-three-three. Was there any surprises for you, or is it exactly what you thought? It's not far off what I thought. To be honest, I thought if Charlie Lyke was fit, I thought he would take take the striker role. I thought Nathan Broadhead maybe would have started on the bench, but I'm glad he did. And also Edmonds Green on the bench as well. I think he's been playing really good football lately. And when I did my little team selection that I thought it was going to be before the game, I did have a back four of Dariqua, Bennett, 
Watmore and Edmonds Green. I thought that Tilt might not have made the cut out of the out of the four of them, but I thought Tilt played really well. He had six clearances. Jack Watmore had nine clearances, one block and two interceptions. So I can't really fault the back line. And if that's who we, we go against with Sheffield United, I'm happy enough with that again. For Tilt's part, I think Tilt's a scrapper, isn't he? He's a scrapper yeah. in our, our team and, and you yeah. need one of those. I think I think it was really the um kind of alluding to playing this good football and I just worry with Tillett on the ball. I know he could do some really good things, but I worry with it on the ball. But I'm wondering, I, I still don't really know what footed he is, Edmunds Green, because he, he, he kind of played on the right side of the three, didn't he? In the um, He kind of came straight in for Booker, didn't he? And into that position. And over the last few years, we've always tended to like a, a right-footed and a left-footed centre-back pairing. What more doesn't, He's never as good as he if he ends up somewhere on the left side of it, you know. So whether it's in a three, I don't know if he's played left side in the two, I can't remember, but he doesn't seem quite as comfortable with that role. So if Edmunds Green, I don't know if he is right footed or not. I'm, I'm presuming Charlie knows because he seems to know every single stat going. So uh, <laughs> what size boots does he have as well? <laughs> I think it's a size nine, I think. <laughs> So it's whether they want that bit of balance over... It's an odd one, really. As I said, he, he might like Tilt, and he, he, I think he was the only name he mentioned um, in, in the um, post-match analysis. And if you give him the confidence, and it's not just get rid of it, what I don't want him doing is just booting it out of play. You know? So if he thinks he can play out, then... That's fine. That would be the only one that I thought Edmunds Green, really. I thought the 4-3-3. Wasn't sure about White, but exactly what Charlie said. White would have come in for Broadhead, and then that would have been our, as I keep saying, our star four. I don't know what you thought about McLean yesterday. I don't. I, he did a few good things, but I don't think he had his greatest greatest game when he's played in that position for me. I don't. I don't. I, we were, well, obviously, we were much better on the right because I'm presuming Lange's going to be the man of the match. So He was up against um, McNamara, though, weren't he? He's not a bad player. He was a decent player. And I think they had like a, a good battle going on, which McNamara, I mean, I'd say McNamara probably just, just shaded it. I think he's a good player. He was up against a good player. But James McLean, would you leave him out? <laughs> you wouldn't, would you? You just yeah. wouldn't leave him out. No, no. I think we just got to accept that he was too good for League One last season, but he's not... He's not the James McLean who was here, whatever, uh, eight, eight year, eight nine years ago, is he? Because he's getting, you know, he's getting on in age, and he's not going to be as good. But he's, he's still someone who warrants a, a place in a championship team, and he's had it hard this year, hasn't he? He's been left back, uh, he's been left wing back, he's played on his usual sort of left sided forward position. So he's not had it easy this this season. You know, we can we can forgive him that, and yeah, you know, you wouldn't, you, you'd always start with him. The only surprise for me, I thought, unless just he was just being a bit careful with Lang, you know, with his injuries. I would have put personally, I maybe put Asgard on and put him on the left and kept Lang on. But you know, they they know they know the um, the stats, don't they? The medical people and how how much time they think they can do. And Lang had done a lot of running, hadn't he? Because he he did a lot of good tracking back as well, Lang, didn't he? So he had a good um, game yesterday. I mean, we'll get. We'll get round to performances now. For myself, I thought Will Keane was outstanding yesterday. The goal that he scored, he actually picked the ball up between the halfway line and our own 18-yard box and, and knocked it forward for, for Dorico to run onto. As it happens, he's, he's made up all that ground and, and got onto the edge of the box 
to to finish the chance off. If I were picking players, I'd have picked Kino, Lange, and possibly Tilte, and may and thrown Jamie Jones in there as well because uh, I thought he was excellent again yesterday. I thought Callum Lang for me. I think he's a he's a menace for any side. And when, when we didn't have him playing for us, we noticed it quite a little bit. We were missing his presence and now he's back on the field, back on the ball. He is causing a lot of problems. And if like, he got Wallace booked early on, if he can carry on being a nuisance for other sides and getting them booked, we're going to eventually find a way through that defence, no problem. Yeah, I mean, Lang for me again. I think early in the season, there were a few few fans who thought he wasn't up to this level, but I think we really... You notice it when players are missing, and he missed. He was missing for a while because he tried to come back, didn't he? And then was substituted after two minutes, wasn't he, or something? For for me, he's just he's just the perfect player to have in your team. You must just love having those players because he's obviously got lots of ability, but his work rate is exceptional. Never gives up on a ball. There was there was one yesterday. He should never have got got to, and he got past. He actually got past the defender as well, and. You know, I like. I also liked, um, which he obviously worked on last season, because he, he's, I guess he's played more of his most of his career as a central player. But I think he's um, he's kind of learned now that you don't just smash it across the box, do you? He he, he likes his cutbacks, doesn't he? Lang. It's like the Kieran Crompton uh, getting to the byline always gives you more options, doesn't it? Your little uh, your yeah. little pullbacks, and if you've got players running onto that as well, that's um, that's on. Tom Neil, the chance came from from that that incident you're talking about as well, didn't it? Where uh, the yeah. keeper pulled off a good save, not a very good save, but it was a good save. Yeah, and that was exactly that. Adam, it was a pullback. But we don't decide who the man of the match is. Our listeners decide who that is, and we run the poll. And the listeners have voted both on Facebook and on Twitter. And the winner of the Progress with Unity Player of the Match for Wigan Athletics one all draw away at. Millwall is, in fact, number 19, Callum Lang. So, well done, Lange. I will end the voting for Lange as well. She'll be pleased with that. She's got, she's got a lot more football intelligence than you, Barry. <laughs> she has. <laughs> but she's not, you're not wrong, though. You're not wrong at all. Just before we move on, Luton Town v Wigan Athletic FA Cup third round tie has been selected for overseas broadcasting, and I wonder why. Apparently, there's been a big, <laughs> a, a big call for it in Africa. Uh, because yeah. we are now known as Colo Toure's Wigan Athletic. Have they changed the kickoff time, or is it just the same? I, I don't know. I, I missed that bit. I'm not seeing any kickoff change. I think it's the no. same. We didn't. Men- I don't think we mentioned the draw, did we? We had a lot to get through on. I think on uh, whatever day it was, Tuesday. I don't think we mentioned the draw. But no, I, I think it's it because because be- it was so un- uninspiring. I think that's why we didn't mention it. You couldn't really probably get a worse draw, could you? Because um, we've already played them this season. We mentioned Colo's comments on on the the game yesterday, and he mentioned bravery, but he also said he was very proud of the players. That was nice touch. He said exactly what he expects him to say. Just before we finish, we can't leave this without mentioning England and the World Cup. Personally, I thought we played really well, and we were quite unlucky to go out. That's England. Was it unlo- I don't know if it was unlucky or not, but we played well, to be fair. So, you know, you you, you say that it's fine margins, isn't it? You know, just didn't quite have enough to get to get over the line, did we? But I hope Safegate stays on because the players talk very highly of him and they're a young team. There'll be very few of those players who 
who don't feature at the Euros unless they go completely out of form, do a Delhi Alley. You'd you'd like to think that you know a lot of those players can. I mean, look at look at Bellingham. You know, where his career's progressed. You know, from from Birmingham City, and now that's what that's what concerns me about Gellhart a bit because. You know, it, it, he's, he's absolute quality. He's not progressing. Yeah, I think that it was a World Cup that we could have won, but it would have taken a lot. And it's a progression. I don't really particularly rate Southgate all that highly, but he does get results. Whether he's got enough to get you over the line in the big games against, you know, like France or say we pushed on and played Argentina, um, we don't know. But I thought it was a really good World Cup. And going into the next Euros, I think we've got a real chance of, of winning that one. Right then. That's enough of England. We're out, so we'll leave it there. But there's a big semi-final on Wednesday, so we're not going to be back on Wednesday. We'll be back on Thursday uh, with a preview of the Sheffield United game, and we'll be talking to a Sheffield United fan of Blade, so uh, we'll look forward to that. So until then, it's a goodbye from me, and up the ticks. Up the ticks. Up the Coil Autore ticks. Come on. (laughs) 